Hello and welcome along to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Ed McKnight. And I'm Andrew Nichol. And today on the show, we're going to be talking about what do you need to get started in property investment? And this is such an important question. It's one we hear all the time. People just want to know, what do I need to get started and can I get started? There's so many calculators online and they might tell you how much you can borrow based on the amount of equity you have on in your home. They might tell you a whole heap of other things, but typically they don't tell you a yes or no. Now, that's one of the reasons why I actually created or sat down and created a simple calculator or quiz uh, a couple of weeks back that gave people a, a yes, no, maybe answer. And we've had it online and we've had over 70 responses on here uh, to, to this calculator. And what I'm going to do in this episode is, first of all, tell you the, the kind of thresholds that you need to meet, the, the two thresholds you really need to meet. Uh, and then we're going to go through some actual data that, that random people have submitted on the internet um, and, and tell you what was a maybe, what was a yes and what was a no, um, so that you have a sense of the situations where it may be uh, actually possible to get started in property investment. But let's start about what those uh, start with what those criteria are. So what I've got, or the way I've structured this is there's a bit of a traffic-like system but, uh, around both equity and income because those are the two things you need uh, in order to be able to get a loan from a bank in order to be able to go and buy a house. You need equity in your house or savings to be able to fund the deposit and then you need income to be able to service the mortgage based on the uh, test rates, the bank's test rates, which we've talked about in previous episodes as well. And what I've said is if you get two greens, if you're a green light on equity and you're a green light on income, then you're ready to get started. If, you're, if you've got one or two orange lights, you're a maybe. You're a bit of a maybe. You need to ha- ha- um, potentially look at some strategies, which Andrew's going to talk about. Uh, and if you've got one red, if you're either red on income, and you don't have enough income or you don't have enough deposit, we say, look, it's probably not the right time just yet. You might have to do a couple of things to be able to get into a position. So just in terms of talking about what those actual thresholds are, in terms of equity, we say that if you've got 90k worth of usable equity within your home, so that's once once you take the value of your home, multiply it by 0.8, which is typically the LVR, which we talked about in the last episode, and you minus your mortgage, that gives you your usable equity, then you're a green light if you've got 90k worth of usable equity or savings that are usable, i.e. not in KiwiSaver. 75k, we say you're an orange light. 75k to 90k, you're an orange light, maybe. If you're anything less than 75k, then it may not be the right time. We call that a red light. Now, in terms of talking about the income side, here we say that once you take your, your, your monthly income, you take off your tax, you take off your, uh, your mortgage repayments and you're taking off uh, any expenses, so we typically just estimate these at $700 per adult, $500 per child. Once you take all of that out, if you've got $22,000, uh, 22, uh, sorry, I keep messing this up, $2,250, then you are a green light, $1,500, you're an orange light, anything less than that in terms of surplus uh, per month, then then you're probably a red light, probably not the right time. Now, that's a lot of numbers to throw at you, so let's just dig into some case studies before I hand it over to Andrew um, to be able to to talk about um, how you could potentially get around these. So let's talk about the green light first. So uh, we've had a person come on, they they are married, Married, three kids, got a house worth $650,000, mortgage worth $420,000. Now, what that means, once you take $650,000, um, 
and look at the bank value, which is 80% of that value and minus off that mortgage of 420K, uh, you've got 103K worth of usable equity. So you've got a green light. You've got a green light on equity. On top of that, uh, one partner earns $80,000. Second partner earns $75,000. So combined household income of uh, about 155k uh, Green light there as well. Uh, it, once you take out the expenses of that 420k mortgage and the kids and the two parents, green lights. Double green lights, you're good to go with your 103k worth of usable equity. Let's talk about what would be an orange light, where you might have to implement some of some of Andrew's strategies there. So we've got a person here who has a home worth $410,000, so 14K, uh, got a mortgage on that of 200K. Now that means that uh, although you've got 210K worth of actual equity in there, of actual wealth, uh, you've got 128K worth of usable equity. Now that means that, that this person here would have purchasing power of $640,000. And again, I'm literally holding the spreadsheet of, of these quiz results in front of me, um, reading these out here. Now this the reason this person got an orange light is mainly because of income. So they're single, have no kids, but they've said that their income is $55,000. Now that means that they've got, they're just under that $2,250 surplus threshold and they've got just over $2,100 worth of surplus income per month. So they probably could do some things in order to, to get above that threshold and buy an investment property. And I think that's really cool that somebody with you know, on a 55k income, which is relatively low, would you know, and with a $200,000 mortgage, is actually not that far off from buying an investment property. And I think that's really, really interesting. Now, the last one uh, where somebody actually got a red light, um, I want to talk about this one. They've got a $350,000 home, no dependents, and is married. Um, they have savings of 100k, so they've got a, a lot of a lot of deposit. They've got a total of 170k uh, worth of uh, worth of deposit within there. Actually, I think I've messed my figures up. I think it's slightly more than that. Actually, they can borrow up to, or they can purchase a total of 1.9 million dollars worth of property. So they're fine from the deposit side. But I can see that the uh, both incomes, both partners have an income of seventeen thousand dollars each, total of 34k. So they they the surplus they have available each month to be able to pass the bank's lending restrictions, they just wouldn't have it. I'm assuming that both of these partners are retired in this case, uh, which which would uh, also potentially stop them from being able to se uh, secure a bank loan in order to be able to uh, in order in order to be able to get the, the loan in order to be able to buy the property. Now I know I've thrown a lot of numbers numbers at you. I think what I really want to take you to take away is. Um, is that A, there are two things that you've got to look at when you're looking to, to get a loan or to be able to start invest, an investment property. One is the deposit, second is servicing. Now, if you want to actually take this quiz as well, and I'll repeat this and put it in the show notes as well, just go to opuspartners.co.nz slash quiz. You can plug your own numbers in, in there. You don't even have to put in your data if you don't want to. And it will give you this yes, no, maybe uh, kind of answer. But Andrew, talk to us about if somebody is a maybe on, on either income or, or equity, what sort of things can they do to be able to turn that maybe into a yes? Yeah, so this is uh, this is a big part of what I do is help people out when, they, when they're a maybe or they're a no right now to figure out, well, how do we get to a yes in the future? Because um, I think it's really important just to be focused on the end goal. Um, a no isn't a no forever, um, as Ed's dating career would show. Um, so 
if I just talk a little bit about that, he's giving me a glare. I uh, thought that was in the cone. <laughs> um, so, um, just talking about the the equity side of things to to begin with, um, the the first thing you can do there is if you've got your own home, just add some value to it. Figure out some ways to add value, and and you know if you're if you're handy. Um, then, you know, adding things like a deck or doing some cosmetic stuff is a really effective way of adding value. So new carpets, a bit of paint, a new bathroom, all these things can kind of add significantly more value than what the cost is to do these things. So that's a real, um, a very easy way if you've got those skills or if you can employ some people to do these things. Another thing is just to get evaluation. So uh, things like the new rateable values are out in Christchurch at the moment. Um, maybe your rateable values come up and all of a sudden there is some more equity in there, or, which creates more usable equity, or pay to get evaluation done. And so again, some of our clients might come to us and they might be on the cusp. So if they go and pay $500 or $700 to get evaluation by a registered valuer, all of a sudden that increases the equity to a level which is going to work for the bank. Another step is to pay down debt, so this could be a longer term one, and this maybe goes in conjunction with my fourth point, which is to save. So just figure out where you need to be in however long your time frame is, 12 months. Okay, well in 12 months, if, if house prices go up by another $20,000 and I pay another $10,000 or $200 a week off my mortgage, now I've got another $30,000 worth of equity and I'm there. And so we can work with clients to figure that out and then you can go and then apply that difference to your mortgage or into a new savings account. Uh, next I want to talk about the income side of things so if your income doesn't quite meet it at the moment um, maybe maybe what we need to do is um, look at whether or not you can start to reduce your mortgage payments so sometimes and again I've spoken about this in previous episodes don't be afraid to reduce your mortgage payments a little bit to get an investment property because getting growth on two properties is often far more beneficial than just um, than just trying to you know pay down one yourself at a more aggressive rate. Um, I know there are lots of people out there who that diligently just pay down their mortgages as aggressively as possible, but if that affects your ability to actually grow your wealth, then maybe that's not, not the right strategy. Um, another option is maybe to get a flatmate or boarder. If you've got a spare room in your house, maybe then you want to find a flatmate. And again, this could just be a short-term sacrifice for a really big long-term gain. So get a flatmate, put up with someone else using your bathroom for a short period of time just to get you into that rental property and start to grow your wealth. Um, the next one is get a raise. And this doesn't apply to Ed, but you know, maybe you can talk to your boss and see whether or not um, there's the ability that you know you can get another five thousand dollars a year income that all of a sudden could be used towards your servicing. Um, and also uh, speaking to a mortgage broker around these kind of things, often there'll be things like bonuses. They they are considered by some banks, but not by others. So if you've gone to your bank, um, you might want to think about okay, well I'll use a broker, and then things like bonuses or overtimes might be considered by another. Um, a bank and just one that I see all the time is getting rid of consumer debt so um, there's so many interest-free loans out there uh, so you can go into Harvey Norman and get a $2,000 interest-free loan and we feel like it's fine and you know it's not a financial detriment because it's interest-free the, the, the fact that you have to make those payments that is detrimental and that will affect your ability to service. And so if you've got those consumer debts, um, you're better off often to roll those into your mortgage and pay the, the 
4.5% or sorry 3.5% interest rate just to allow you to span that out over the life of your loan and then to go and buy an investment property and again it may seem um, uh, not like the right thing to do financially adding that onto your mortgage but if it's going to allow you to do something for the greater good then you do that. Um, the, the only other two things that I noted down is um, again I spoke in the last episode about using a non-bank lender don't be afraid to go to a non-bank lender and pay a slightly higher interest rate and, and then go to someone that doesn't care as much about income or don't care as much about equity um, they'll go outside of the box um, or also do it with a friend so um, if you've got a friend or a family member that you trust and, and you think, oh, well, you know, I'm halfway there, maybe you've got someone else that you can invest with. And then, again, you know, yes, you have to share the profits, but it allows you to do it sooner. And I've, I've got lots of investments that I've done with friends, uh, and it allows you to you do this faster. Fantastic. So if you want to take that quiz, if, you want to, if you're considering getting into property investment for the first time, then just go to opuspartners.co.nz slash quiz. And you'll be able to plug in your numbers. I know the usable equity ones are a little bit easier than the income side. So go there, chuck in some numbers, you'll get a yes, no, maybe sort of answer. And it will direct you then to figure out, well, if I'm tight on equity, then I can implement some of the strategies to build equity that Andrew's just mentioned. If it's on income side that you're going to be a little more tight, then you can implement some of the strategies there as well. But of course, please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to this podcast. It really does help us get the message out to more people. Thanks for listening to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Ed McKnight. And I'm Andrew Nicholl. And we're going to be back again tomorrow with even more daily strategies, tactics and insights to help you get the most out of the New Zealand property market. Until next time.